and welcome to Brushing Up, the miniature painting and tabletop gaming podcast. I'm your host, Dan the Quartermaster, and this is our second episode. So, welcome back to those of you who uh, come back to listen, haven't scared you off yet, and a big welcome to all our new listeners as well. Glad to have you on board. So, what is this show about? Briefly, it is a miniature painting, as I mentioned, and tabletop gaming podcast, so celebrating that particular hobby by having a chat to people who are within that hobby. Not just anyone, I'm talking to people who are community leaders, so people who give their own time and efforts to organize events such as tournaments and conventions, as well as gaming clubs. Um, talking to content creators who have podcasts like this or YouTube channels that explore this great hobby of ours. And I also talk to people who are in this industry, like myself, as a career. So commission painters like myself, uh, miniature production companies, uh, game designers, all sorts of people who go to that uh, to work every day to produce uh, quality miniatures and, and other bits and pieces that we need for this hobby and uh, provide services like commission painting. Uh, now, on this episode, I'm going to be having a chat to George from Modelbox. And Modelbox is a hobby subscription service where every month uh, people get a box of goodies uh, filled with hobby goodness. And uh, I guess better hear from the man himself. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. So I'm joined remotely in the studio by George from Modelbox. George, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me, man. Uh, pleasure. How have you been? Yeah, so everything's fine. Just kind of getting on with it, isn't it? <laughs> Locked yeah. in your house. I don't think there's there's much more you can do, is there? Yeah, exactly. Just kind of, um, yeah, just kind of try not to go crazy. Yeah, exactly. Try not <laughs> to go uh, completely uh, around the twist. Um, now, before we have a chat to you about uh, Modelbox, the subscription service, uh, let's find out a bit more about you as a hobbyist with our obligatory sure. hobby questions that we ask everybody that comes on the show. Um, cool. So first question is, how did you get into the hobby? Right. So I got into the hobby from back when, uh, was it, uh, Lord of the Rings strategy battle game, the magazine. All right. So, yeah. So when, when I, I saw the advert on TV and it just blew my mind, I was like, whoa. I can paint these little models and make my own little dioramas and stuff. So I, I got into it just from collecting the magazine. And um, when I got tired of waiting for the next issue to come out, I found the closest games workshop went in and it just blew my mind. Yeah. And it's, uh, has that always been your kind of like core game? Have you branched out or, you know, just, uh, well, I play, so I play, strategy battle game middle earth um a little bit of 40k Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of aos so i have an army for both of those but then i also play um uh, boroughs and badges from oathsworn miniatures yep uh which is a fun little uh, skirmish fantasy game with like anthropomorphic miniatures so that you've got your like hairs uh it's all kind of based on uh animals that you can get from like the english countryside so that's pretty cool yeah very much uh, inspired by, I guess, like those Redwall novels. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm ashamed to say I haven't read any of that stuff, but um, but just based on the artwork and stuff like that, yeah. Cool. So you mentioned that you you 
playing a fair few games. If you had to choose between being either a gamer or a painter, how would you class yourself in this hobby? Uh, definitely a painter because I can't roll very well. So I don't I don't win many games. Um, oh, no. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean I enjoy the games. It's good to like kind of just chill with people who yep. are in the same hobby as you and stuff like that, and you know roll dice, drink some beer. Um, yep. So I enjoy I enjoy the social aspect of gaming, even if I don't win, I, I still have a laugh. Yeah, you mentioned that you see yourself more as a painter. What are you working on at the moment? Oh, um, sorry, I just had to take a sip of tea. My apologies. That's okay. Um, Got a uh, fair so... few projects on the go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, oh, man, I don't even know where to start. I've got a, a, lizard, a lizard men blood bowl team that I'm trying nice. to finish. Yeah. I have uh, some towel that I need to finish. Uh, right. <laughs> a lot of this stuff is I need to finish. Um, yeah. I've also decided to embark into uh, Rangers of Shadow Deep, the solo um, campaign. Oh, um, yes. So I've got a little war band that I've primed, ready to paint. So I okay. have to finish those. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so a lot of stuff. But it's just you know your average, your average painter. <laughs> a lot of stuff that you need to finish. It's it's always the way, isn't it? It's, yeah. Uh, always about the next project isn't it it's uh, just waiting to be opened and built and painted Um, and then that becomes the past project and then a new project pops up and you haven't finished that old one well (laughs) yeah I mean my wife says to me she's like I don't understand how you can just drop a project and then start a new one and I'm like well it's it's just whatever motivates you or whatever kind of excites you so if obviously you see something new that you want to try you get in yep. the mood to paint it, build it, or whatever. By the time you've mm. primed it, because I don't know what the weather's like in, <laughs> in other places, but by the time you've you've primed it, well, to get to priming, you have to wait for mm. weather to be good to prime it. Um, That's true. By the time you've waited to prime something, you're moving on to another project. So, you know. Just keep yourself occupied. Yeah. That's why I like to bulk prime. So I'll just prime like a whole bunch of different miniatures and have yeah. them ready on a shelf. Just, okay, what should I paint now? Cool. Good way to be. Um, with that in mind, what advice would you give to someone who's interested in getting involved in the hobby? Uh, find something that excites you is probably the, the main thing. Um, don't worry too much about your first uh, paint jobs. They're always, they're always, unless you are, I don't know, some sort of miracle painting saint genius. Yeah. Uh, your first job is always going to be rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's always, uh, I think, great to look back on those past projects that you've painted and, and realize just how far you've come when yeah. you, you, know, you, you apply yourself and really kind of look at new ways of painting models, like watch the YouTube tutorials. There's some great content on there from some absolutely fantastic painters and uh, articles in, in hobby magazines and bits and pieces so i think if you take all that advice on board you can really start to see that progression oh 100 uh, like especially yeah. um I, I suppose as well if you're gonna what i used to do is i used to read tutorials way mm. before even starting to paint something so that i could just yeah. kind of get a better understanding of what i was getting into with a partic- particular technique or 
yeah. um, that sort of thing. So, yeah, so tutorials are like the way forward as well. Yeah, I think they're, uh, yeah, it's a good piece of advice there. Um, so let's crack on and have a chat about Modelbox, which is your subscription service that you run. Yeah. Um, but let's break it down. What exactly is Modelbox? How does it work? And, and how long has uh, the subscription service been running for? Okay. So, I mean, like, like you said, it's a subscription service. So it's a themed yep. subscription box. Um, every yep. month is a different theme. Um, mm -hmm. And I will cu carefully curate that box to a specific theme. Um, yep. and send it out each month to our subscribers so it'll be a mystery to them as well so they, the only thing our, my my subscribers know is what the yep. theme is um, okay they can only they can only guess as to what is in the box uh, which they right. like um i've been going for about four years man uh coming into the yep. fifth year now um oh, cool so yeah yeah so pretty good how did it how did it all start um right so i've when I, so I had no idea what a subscription box service was. And I went around my friend's house one day and mm -hmm. he was wearing a, it was like a mashup t-shirt between like Deadpool and uh, some, I think it was like Reservoir Dogs and they all had Deadpool masks on. And I said to okay. him, wow, that's a really good t-shirt. Where'd you get it from? And he said, oh, it came in my loot crate. And I was like, okay, right. what's, a, what's a loot crate? And he explained yeah. to me what it was. It was a sub subscription box for like, film and tv and stuff like that and every month you get yeah. exclusives and uh, i was like oh snap this sounds really cool so i got into that and i was getting my loot crates every month and then mm -hmm. i thought to myself well i'd really love it if it was for my hobby and yep. so I, I scoured the internet to see if anyone was doing it and mm -hmm. no no one was doing it so i thought all right might as well try so let, let me see how far i can get with this and then you put together a, I, I guess, like the first. Well, the first of... first thing I did was I actually yep. was I just went to Facebook groups and I said, guys, what do you think about you know a, a hobby subscription box? What 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 would you like to see in it? Um, yeah. And I basically got ideas from people on the internet. A lot of people said it wouldn't work. Um, okay. Uh, they said it wouldn't. It it, it wouldn't. <laughs> people wouldn't like it. Um, and I said, fair enough. I mean, if you, if you don't like that sort of thing, then you're not going to like it. But if you do, um, yeah. then this is a box for you. So I, 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 you know, collated some information from there. I yeah. then kind of created a uh, a test box, um, right. put it out there, see if anyone was into it. Um, yeah. And yeah, so literally the test box then became the first box. And then I just went straight, kind of steamrolled after that. It was just constant every month so that was yeah it was quite surprising to see how well it did and it's, it's obviously grown over the years if you don't mind me asking how how big is your subscription base like and and how far flung are you sending your uh your uh i guess for want of a better word your your loot yeah, your loot um, boxes <laughs> so so it's i've i've had thousands of customers um yep. but obviously uh i'm still young uh, so yep. it's kind of, you know, it's a, a good couple hundred a month uh, going out. That's just the subscriptions. That's not to, that's not the, the one-off mystery boxes that we do and pass boxes okay. and stuff like that. Um, yep. uh, we, it, we'll send it anywhere, man. Um, if if yeah. the country isn't on the list on our website, uh, give me a message and I'll add it on there. But we, we basically send uh, Australia, New Zealand, Chile, Japan... Mm -hmm. Brazil, 
Israel, uh, America, France, pretty much the whole of Europe. Um, yeah, so pretty much we'll send it anywhere if you if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> and you you you're maintaining an online community. I noticed through um, the Model Box Facebook groups and and its social media presence. What kind of feedback do you get, and what what how do you use that to sort of reach out to your customers? So when yeah, so when I started it, when I first started the company, I I tried to be as I wanted it to be as professional as possible, and I kind of every post I did was kind of generic, and it was it was a lot of we at Modelbox and stuff like that, and then yeah, I I was when I when I was starting to speak to regular customers who would comment in the page, um, I realized that they preferred a more um, personal approach. So right. I, I dropped the we, uh, yep. started saying me, I, uh, <laughs> to let people know who I was. Uh, First person is always good. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, now that they, you know, they, they could understand that I'm, I'm not a, a team of hundreds. It's literally a, a one-man band. Uh, plus mm. the help of my wife, who's been a massive influence and help. Um, so yeah, I mean, with the Facebook group and that, I every month I'll, I'll ask, you know, what sort of stuff you're working on, what sort of stuff do you want to see in the next few boxes. Um, it's all about evolution. Uh, I want the box to to only get better. So yeah. um, there was a point where it was uh, loads of hobby stuff in there, and people said, you know, I kind of prefer more models. Then mm-hmm. uh, you know, so and less paint or whatever. So yeah, we'll just kind of evolve, and you know, when I, I'll take the information that they give me and try and make the box as, as good as possible. I guess that leads on to my the next question I had was how do you pick? You mentioned the themes before for your box. Um, so obviously, I'm I'm interested in knowing how you pick those themes. But then you you just mentioned how there's a bit of a challenge in maintaining sort of the balance between like hobby supplies so paints and flocks and and bits and pieces like that and the models so so how do you choose your themes and then how once you've got that theme in mind is it a case of then finding a good ratio that supports that or is it more that the product that you've got supports the theme I um, guess, which is it's like chicken and egg which kind, yeah. which comes first uh, yeah uh i think theme theme comes first i mean so basically yeah. i break I break down every month. I try not to be repetitive. So, um, for example, December was mm. what was December mythology. So I, yeah. I went with the fantasy route. Um, then uh, January was artificial intelligence, which was a sci-fi box. So I, I try to cool. break it up. So you, you have your you, you know your main three genres for um, for the hobby, which is historical, sci-fi, or fantasy. Um, yeah. So I decide, you know, how many of these am I going to do a year? Um, and then I just try and come up with a, a theme based on a particular kind of uh, idea that I want to go with because uh, I've started for the past few years, I've started including my own um, exclusive miniature in the box mm-hmm. just for our subscribers. So I can base the miniature around the theme and then I can grab loads of stuff from other manufacturers so I can put, you know, basing stuff in there that could probably help you make a diorama or yep. added paints that could help you, you know, get the kind of generic look that you might get for that particular theme, that sort of stuff. Okay. So it's, it's really kind of 
a case of having that idea in mind. So in, in the case of December mythology and then going, right, well, what can I, can I bring to the, the, the box, the offering that I'm, I'm giving my customers to support that theme? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, and for example, with mythology for December, yeah. uh, I, I opted because obviously mythology is kind of vague as well. So for December, mm. it was more Greek mythology. So I, I come yeah. from a Greek separate background. So I, I yeah. thought, let me do a Greek mythology box. A previous mm. mythology box was uh, ancient Egypt. So we had ancient Egypt uh, fantasy stuff in there. Um, so it wouldn't just be, you know, it wouldn't just be mythology and then whatever mythological stuff I could get. Uh, I yeah. still, I still kind of create an overall f- underlying theme for that box as well within that genre as well. And how far out are you having to plan your um, your drops? So it's it's one of those things where I have a, a basic plan where yeah. I would have kind of like an outline for the next six months. Um, mm. But obviously, uh, sometimes plans fall through with a you know some sometimes manufacturers need more time to to prepare um their you know their items. Some people need less time. So then I need to try and juggle and see which way is the best way that I can fit these people's product in the box um, at the right time for them as well. Um, because a lot of the businesses I work with are quite small. Um, you know, they're, they're also one-man bands as well. Um, so they don't have, you know, the, the kind of the accessibility that, you know, Games Workshop has. They don't have massive warehouses with stock already yeah. made. They have to make that stuff specifically for me when I request it. So usually... Um, the, the, the least time I give them is a month, uh, but I will kind of give them a heads up maybe two months before. So you're including bespoke items that uh, you, like regular uh, customers approaching those businesses can't get their hands on. Uh, sometimes I, I, I like to some, I, I like to get as many uh, exclusive items as I can. A right. lot of the times it's more, um, items that they might get like a couple of weeks earlier than their general release, or um, sometimes it might be completely exclusive for me uh, and Model Box. But for the most part, it is stuff that that's already accessible. Um, yep. Because obviously these small companies they they have it and they're great stuff. And it's just a you know a, a lot of these companies are, are kind of being overshadowed by the larger companies. So I want to show my subscribers and the members of model box, some of the great stuff that's out there that you wouldn't generally notice. So it's, it's more about what they already have rather than yeah. what the companies can offer. If that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that's really, uh, I guess in this industry, it is, even though it's niche, it is hard for manufacturers to kind of get themselves a presence in the marketplace mm. um, because they, as you pointed out, they are having to compete with some of the bigger manufacturers that exist out there. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing it, there's very much a case of, of model box helping to promote those businesses uh, and get people, you know, get the word out about the models and, and uh, hobby materials that they make. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's I've had manufacturers and companies come back to me and say, George, I've had so many emails this month saying that they love the miniatures in your box. Um, mm. It's really helped me because I always say to the to the people I work with, I always say, um, you know, if you want to chuck in a discount code as well, they might, yeah. you know, might help you go, 
you know, these my members can come to your website. Um, and I try to, you know, have a little leaflet in the box that explains, you know, what's what what the company is about, what the miniatures are, and you know what they're made from mm. and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's it, it helps the companies. It's almost like a convention, you know, like salute or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's like salute every month, but with uh, in, a, in a, a box in a box, but a different theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how? I guess the next question I'd like to ask you is, how do you select your manufacturers and the um, you know what what is it about them that uh, I guess appeals to you uh, as you're putting together these sets and um, you know is is there any cases where you've you've had to sort of how do I put this you've you've gone you've had like an idea in your mind about what you want from them but they've come back and said look no we can't do that how do you how do you negotiate with them to get the content that you're after for your um, your box um, um, to pass I mean, on to your customers. I mean, it's it's not usually that difficult to get items. I mean, if it's on their website and I give mm -hmm. them enough time, um, they they can get it made. So it's it's not a, it's not really a case of that. I've I've very rarely had a company say they can't. I mean, with yep. the pan with, with the pandemic and the lockdown. Um, mm. uh, it was it, it got difficult because people weren't able to get to their storage units people weren't able to get the casters to yeah. ca cast and the miniatures for them so mm. that was difficult um but i mean it's it's more of a i like unique i think unique is important and 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 style as well if you've got a because anyone can uh you know sell dwarf miniatures and dwarves yeah. generally look very similar wherever you look but if they've just got that little bit that to kind of you look at them and say, those are different. Um, that's kind of what I'm looking for. It's just a little bit different. Something that kind of inspires people to to want to paint them. Something um, that's unique. Yeah, something unique. Um, I, for the most part, I buy British. Um, I mean, yeah. uh, the UK is basically the the home of, of the hobby anyway. Most of the, the companies are from the UK. Um, yep. When I can, I'll, I'll I'll buy from Europe or America. Um, the only issue there is that it just takes a little bit too long to get here. Um, mm. So it kind of, you know, the risk on delay to get boxes out. And now that with the pandemic as well, but boxes go out a little bit later than usual as well. Um, yeah. So it's one of those things where where I've I kind of have been forced to 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 keep British. Not that it, not that I don't want to stay British. Um, yeah, there are so many great companies around the world that I tend to work with that I can't now uh, because yeah. of the, you know because of the situations that we're going through. Exactly, but is it a case of um, you're approaching manufacturers, or now that Modelbox has got a bit of a reputation in the marketplace, are you getting uh, manufacturers approaching you who are saying, "Oh yeah, hey, um, would yeah, so a, a bit of both." Um, yeah. yeah so for the most part i i contact people um and sometimes they say oh yeah i've heard of you um yeah let's do it uh but then i also get people that message me and say hey i've i've come across model box or i've you know i've been hearing good things about model box um i'd love to put my miniatures in there i think it's a great advertising opportunity um mm. and yeah so, so if anyone wants to reach out and contact me dick you know i'll, I'll drop my email and stuff at the end <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah, yeah so pop that on 
Yeah. And, and you mentioned about uh, the current situation that we're in with the pandemic and um, some of the challenges that you faced with manufacturers who were, as you said, they're not having access to their storage or their manufacturing yeah. um, facilities. Um, how do you, how do you deal with those issues and, and what's, what are some of the workarounds that you've had to adopt in order to get your uh, model box drops out to your customers? Obviously, everybody understands that there's delays due to, you know, postal systems around the world having to deal with yeah. everything. But, but how, do, how do you, as uh, a business that operates, um, you know, using those mechanisms uh, that now are under so much strain uh, and um, now other businesses that traditionally wouldn't be using that, uh, obviously taking up some of that service time. How do you, how do you work with that? Um, I mean, it's, it's not easy. Um, mm. Thankfully, my, my members and my subscribers are so understanding. They're like, I'm, I think I'm really lucky that I've, yeah. got a, I've got such an understanding group and I think we formed quite a community uh, through through the Facebook group, um, yep. that that I, you know I, I post updates as uh, as regularly as possible. Um, they they know the situation as well. They're super yeah. understanding, so they're they're fine with you know boxes coming a bit late. That the joke is always we've got loads of stuff to paint anyway, so there's no rush. Tackle <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> uh, that pile of grey shame. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so they're super understanding, and they're like you know I'm I'm so lucky to have such a an amazing group of customers um, who uh, some of them have become friends as well because, you know, they've been with me for so long as well. Um, so I've been really lucky in that regard when it comes to yeah. manufacturers at first, mm. I, I was panicking at first um, because, right. because it gets to a point where you go, right, well, these, you know, A, B and C aren't manufacturing. What am I going to do? Is it going to be the same with, you know, the next lot of people I start to email or whatever. Um, thankfully, there are distribution companies that have stock in warehouses and stuff like that who I've got connections with. And yeah. there are um, larger companies that I am, uh, you know, I also have connections with. So for the first few months, I was able to still get product in boxes. They just didn't go out on time. That was the only issue. Um, but again, the customers were fine with that. Yeah. And um, are you starting to notice a bit more of a recovery as things really slowly start to stabilize in the world? Um, it, it's so weird, man, because um, there was a point where boxes were going out, you know, two, two three weeks late. And right. that was when I was pulling my hair out thinking this is bad because my my main, my main business yeah. is to send these things out and I can't do yeah. it. Um, oh, that must have been very stressful. So uh, I, there was that, um, and on top of you know the everyday stresses of catching COVID or whatever, which I'm, yeah. as far as I'm aware, I'm quite fortunate to say I haven't. Um, I live in London, so Good. you know <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, um, it, there was a point where things started to ease up, and I was getting things out on time, and then. Um, another outbreak <laughs> another wave another lockdown so and then it all starts to um back up you know more backlog in in postage and stuff like that but i think the the hobby industry are have found ways to work around it 
um, a lot of people cast from you know the sheds in the back in their back garden. So uh, there's you know there's always ways around things. Yeah, I, I guess it's it's a time in this industry where um, because of the nature of it, uh, we just had to adapt and and had to kind of grow based on that. Um, and I think when you've got a smaller business. Uh, in my experience of working uh, in smaller businesses now as a sole trader, you know, you, you don't have as much red tape or as much, um, I guess, weight in your business that you have to, you know, it, there's, there's not that lag time to kind of make the changes that you need to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, um, there was, there was, it was even when, you know, when they announced lockdowns across the planet. Um, yeah. I was still going like, you know, I work from home. Mm. Um, you know, I, it was, it, for me, there's really been no stopping. It's just been every mm. day for me. Um, but for, you know, like, you know, I've spoken to guys, you know, guys who've run companies and they've said, you know, I can't, I can't get out to this, you know, especially with, uh, with bad weather as well, as, you know, as winter, as winter rolls in, um yeah you know the, you know with floods and all that they, they oh you know I can't, I can't get to the warehouse because it's flooded or whatever and it, it you just kind of have to get on with it and just kind of see what happens <laughs> a lot of my a lot of my stress um i learned something during a, a previous job that was uh, this time next year will it matter um and that was the mantra that i was taught so i try not to get too stressed out I just think about that mantra and then uh, go from there, try and chill out a bit. It's a kind of a good uh, motto to live by, I think. Well, it's my go-to thing, man. (laughs) Well, when I learned it, it blew my mind. I think you could also take that on board with with hobby, particularly at like, you know, uh, I noticed one of the things you mentioned earlier when we were chatting about your hobby, um, about how you enjoy going to like tournaments and gaming events. And it's all just about playing the games. You know, you and I both are hit with dice curse. So um, <laughs> if only there was a vaccine for that, yeah, um, you know, and you go up against some people who do stress out about, you know, at the end of the day, it's a game. And, you know, as you say, in a year's time, will it matter? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, with, with the games as well in a week's time, will it matter? You know, I've 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 been fortunate to to not play anyone with a really bad attitude. <laughs> Everyone I've played with um, at tournaments yeah. and clubs have been really nice. Uh, so you know, yeah. so most of the time people are, yeah, 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 hundred percent. I think there's there's yeah. less of the bad players uh, than we think. Yeah. It's just very off-putting very when, local minority yeah but and it's off-putting when you when you if you ever meet one but i've been fortunate so i don't think i've ever seen anyone get stressed out during a game more for yeah. i'll tell you what they more stressed out is if they drop their miniatures on the floor or something oh, <laughs> i've seen that happen that's yeah that's uh, uh that's uh that's definitely when you say this time next year will it matter because <laughs> um, <laughs> this time next year you'll be still fixing those models probably <laughs> yeah. um, starting new ones yeah man. yeah yeah, no, I've 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 bore witness to that at events, and it's not a great thing. Yeah. Um, but um, moving on from you know losing sleep and sanity and tears over 
broken models. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you did mention before about the community that you've built around model box, which I think is brilliant. And um, definitely in this industry, um, community is such an important thing to businesses uh, like ours. Um, what kind of hobbies are you finding are within your community? What, what sort of, um, what sort of range of abilities do you find? Are you getting more like proficient hobbyists or are you getting some beginners that are coming on board? What's the mix there and, and what sort of, you did mention briefly about the feedback. If we could just deep dive into that, what sort of feedback are you constantly getting and, and how are you processing that? Um, so yeah, with, with the community that I've, it's so weird to say a community I've built because I don't know, it feels weird to say that. So, I mean, the community that, yeah, that has Fine. grown from model works um yeah it's uh, you know there's loads of newcomers especially with with lockdown i had quite a few subscribers coming in who'd say you know i was cleaning out my loft i found my old miniatures and it kind of just i thought now i've got time let me see if i can get back into it and mm. you know uh they found me somehow uh they found model box and yeah so the newcomers who subscribe to model box to you know bolster their collection to add to their paint uh inventory and stuff like that um a lot of uh commission painters who tend to, who who want something small to paint in between mm. commissions uh, i mean i'm sure you know uh you know when you have a large yeah. commission you just want to paint something for yourself small um, definitely and that's something yeah. that we do and that's uh, you know we've got a group of commission painters who do that um YouTubers <laughs> uh, got loads of YouTubers who who love to film the boxes and um, they are you know and they they get something out of it as well and they paint on their YouTube yeah. channels and stuff. I've watched there was there's one guy on YouTube who does like an unboxing of your uh, of your model boxes as they come out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, there's a few of them, but yeah, um, yeah. Um, what do you, what do you think of those people? I love it, man. Um, because at yeah. the end of the day, that helps. Obviously, that helps promote model box. Um, yeah. And it's those videos that when I when my mate told me about Loot Crate, I went home and I YouTubed Loot Crate, and I watched people mm. opening these boxes. And the more videos I watched, I was like, right, I really want this, because who doesn't like receiving stuff in the mail, especially stuff that's you know catered to you. So I was going to say I don't like receiving bills. No, no, <laughs> definitely not. But um, but yeah, like, so, things, yeah. So yeah, so I mean, it's, I've, you've got YouTubers who subscribe, and you know, and it's great for their it's great for their content as well because that's something at least they've got one video a month that they can put out um, at least because then you know throughout the month they'll be painting the contents of the box. And then with the Facebook mm. group that I do, I, every, for the previous month, I, I run a painting competition to kind of inspire people to paint. Um, so they have to paint the stuff that came in the box previously. And then I'll yep. pick a winner and they'll get some extra prizes and stuff like that. Um, no, cool. So, yeah, it's, re it's really cool. Everyone, you know, posts their, their works in progress and um, they ask for, a, you know, advice on painting techniques and stuff like that. And I've even got in the group, I've even got, you know, people who who own, run the companies of these miniatures that people are painting and that you know they can um see for themselves how 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 good model box is for for them um yes yeah, it's, it's it's fun 
Yeah, we we have quite a bit of fun last month or the last box rather. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> um, uh, one of the feedback I got a while back was uh, I was putting in sweets in the boxes, but seasonally. So for Easter and Christmas, I'd put some sweets in the boxes and the customers good. customers wanted more sweets. So I thought, okay, cool. If they want, <laughs> I'll put sweets every month. Um, last month, I couldn't find any sweets in any shops because of lockdown. Um, so right. last month, they didn't get any sweets and the uproar, oh, no. the uproar from not getting sweets. So I told them this month, they're going to have all sweets, no miniatures. And we'll see how they see how they feel about that. <laughs> so now you've just become like instead of a hobby subscription service, you're just like a candy shop subscription service. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. But it's it's funny as well because they it's it's usually uh, the comments are my kids are upset because you didn't get any sweets in the box, or my wife is upset because there's no sweets for her to eat. Um, so yeah, so it's funny because they obviously. Um, you know, you get this box. You can share the sweets with your, <laughs> with your family. Um, but also, like you know, what some people do is, you know, if you don't like some of the contents in that box, you can trade it. You can give it to a friend. Um, tell them about <laughs> tell them about Model Box. There's a referral system as well. So if they use, you know, a subscriber's code, they can get some discount on their next box, and the 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 current cool. subscriber gets a bit of discount on their next box and stuff like that. So yeah, it's 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 proper. It's a proper little community, and as Facebook groups go, I, I'm, you know, touch wood, nothing else, ha- nothing happens. But I've had no issues, mm. <laughs> no issues with any social disagreements or anything like that. Everyone just gets on. Yeah, it's, it's positive and productive. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, loaded up with sugar by the sounds of it yeah exactly yeah well yeah saying that actually the only uproar was the sweet so i mean yeah i've got to get some sweets sweets. yeah i guess because as you're saying some people have maybe using them as that sort of decoy and you know is that (laughs) enough a model box here have some sweets oh cheers what was i saying see anything (laughs) (laughs) um so apart from having to stockpile large amounts of confectionery um are there any other big plans for the future of model box? Like if, if you could, if money wasn't an option, um, if you had the same, uh, budget as, as Amazon, let's say, oh, man. um, <laughs> so many what, things. What's, look, okay. Let's maybe dial it back. <laughs> but, um, uh, so, I mean, I've always, what's... I've always wanted to do an actual convention. I thought an, an actual Okay. Uh, to, to to run an actual convention where all of the traders can get together, because I even cool. though even though I can highlight uh, some great miniatures from some great companies every month, it's still not enough. Yeah. Um. I think. No. But then saying that there's loads of great conventions that people can go to. So maybe my mm. idea of a, a model box convention might be unnecessary. But let's let's face it. If there's another convention, you're going to want to go to it. Um, yeah. Uh, Don't see there being any harm in that. Yeah, so um, uh, so a convention would be great, or like a brick and mortar, uh, bricks and mortar store uh, that you know okay. you play games more, more of a chill place rather than to buy stuff. More like you know, you know, pay pay for the table or whatever. But um, yeah, that would be cool. But um, I've been, I've got a couple of ideas. I've got some ideas, but they're top secret. I don't want anyone. That's fine. If I say it, someone might steal it. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't. We don't need to. Don't need to know the. Uh 
but I've, what's I've, being bubbled I've, up I'm, in the... I'm working I'm working on something it should have come out it should have come out last year but because of the lockdown right. I uh, had to put it on hold but I'm, hopefully this year I'm working on something that's quite interesting okay so stay tuned mm. is what you're saying right yeah so with that in mind where can people go to find out more about model box both uh people who want to join up and subscribe and get their uh monthly dose of both sugar and hobby uh, but also the uh any uh businesses out there who want to get on board with model box and obviously as you mentioned it has really become a, a great vehicle for promoting business and and providing people with a unique marketing experience. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, so, you know, if you're a business and you want to get your product in our box, um, info at yourmodelbox.com, uh, that's, mm-hmm. that'll just straight away just give me an email, or you can even message me um, via Your Model Box on uh, Instagram or Twitter or Model Box on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, so I mean, I, I very, I'm, I'm quite bad at, at Twitter to be honest. I don't quite get it. I mean, it's a lot of. I mean, I get it, but I don't use it as much. Right. Um, Not fair enough. Uh, which I should, admittedly. But yeah. Instagram and Facebook is is usually where it's at. Um, so model box on Facebook, your model box on Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, and yeah, just uh, send me a message. I'm I'm usually quite good. I'm. I'm I'm a bit of a, a phone addict, so I'm usually on my phone like 24-7. So if you, if I get the message, I'm, I'm usually quite quick at getting back to you. <laughs> Fair enough. Cool. Well, uh, I guess that's, that's pretty much it, unless there's anything else you wanted to let everybody know. Or, uh, I or... think I've completely forgot the website, uh, yourmodelbox.com. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so, yeah the, your, yourmodelbox.com where you can check out our plans um, so monthly right. and we've got a yearly plan and then also I sell uh, exclusive miniatures um, in our store uh, as well as a mystery box that we do which is uh, significantly cheaper if you just want to kind of dip your toe in and see what we're about cool well, I'll definitely put all the details into the episode description so people can um, find all those uh, but George, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, Dan, cheers. Uh, it was great che- having you on. Yeah, man, cheers for having me, man. And I wish uh, you all the best with uh, Model Box in the future. Thank you very much. I, and uh, I'll be sure to continue to listen to the podcast. It's been great. Brilliant. Cheers, mate. And that was George from Model Box, the hobby subscription service. And if you're interested in finding out more information, uh, I will put links in the episode description below. Uh, so please do feel free to check those out. But that brings us to the end of our second episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. hope you found it very interesting. Uh, if you want to find out more information about uh, the work I do through Quartermaster Studios, please visit the website. It's quartermasterstudios.com. Uh, or if you'd like to get in touch, you can just fire off an email. Uh, it's info at quartermasterstudios.com. I also have an Instagram feed and a Facebook page, and I'll be putting the links for that in the episode description below. But that's it for brushing up. Hope again you've enjoyed the show, and we'll catch you next time.